0: In today's show, we're talking about what you can do to stay connected with your spouse when the kids go back to school.
1: And this is what Ray LeBlond had to say about school and education. He said, you learn something every day if you pay attention.
0: And that's a big word. It's a, it's a two-letter word, but it's a big word, if.
1: If. And you know, we're not just talking about school, we're talking about marriage, because I definitely think you can learn something about your spouse and about your marriage every day if you pay attention. And we're going to be digging into that in today's show. But first we start each show with a hug and hugs an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has experienced transformation and breakthrough. And this week's hug is brought to you by the position of the month club. And we're going to be sharing more about this club and how it's transforming marriages a little bit later in the show. But the hug comes from an email message that we received that said, we recently celebrated 16 years of marriage. When our older kids were younger, my husband had a porn addiction, spent money on it and looked at it often. The porn hurt in so many ways. We had two kids under two, and I think I was also Mm. battling some sort of postpartum depression. I asked if we could do counseling, and he didn't think we needed it. I eventually started seeking attention elsewhere and met a guy online. He made me feel good about myself, and eventually we met in person. My husband and I split up, and during our split, I got pregnant with the other man's child, and my husband ended up buying hookers. So there we were, messed up relationship with me having another man's baby. We finally started counseling. Something changed with both of us. We were both ready to fight for our family. Mm. My husband stepped up, forgave me for having this child, made the decision to raise him as his own and for us to be a family. I made the decision to forgive him for all the porn and hurt I'd felt over the years. I really want to put your practices into our marriage to make it amazing. I want to thank you for being so open and forthcoming with everything. There needs to be more people like you in this world. Mm. Wow.
0: Wow. What, what I, I, I mean, uh, what I can say is miraculous mm-hmm. miracles, willing to, to find the good and we don't know all the story. And yet I hear that. And I just go, good on you guys, man. Mm-hmm. Good on you guys. I mean, I, it, the big one I picked out of it, forgiveness. I mean, are we really willing to forgive those past hurts big or small? You know, because those can make a huge difference. Congratulations to you guys, and thank you so much for that hug.
1: Wow! And as we we start today's show, we are talking about this back to school. You know, Tony talked about staying connected with the kids going back to school, and here in the United States, lots of kids are going back to school unless they're in a year-round school or you homeschool. And you know, it's the start of the time, and we know that many of our listeners around the world, maybe your kids, your school system is a little bit more like a year-round you know, with just random breaks and things like that. But there is this...
0: Well, I don't know if they're random breaks. They're, they're year-round. Well, round they're scheduled, and, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they still have their scheduled breaks. It's just not like they get two months off during the summer months.
1: You're right. And random was not the right word. So thank you for, thank you for that correction. But what we're talking about today is this season for your marriage. And it doesn't matter how old your kids are, or even if you have kids, right? This whole fall, back-to-school season, it's kind of contagious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just out there in the world because you can't help but see the displays. You know, if you walk into a Target or a Staples and there's all the back-to-school displays or the flyers. Amazon. Yeah, it's all over Amazon. You know, the flyers that show up in the mail and, and it's the whole thing with, you know, new notebooks and backpacks and it's the school shoes and the school clothes and who's going to be my teacher and who am I going to hang out with this year? And, and there are so many unknowns for both, you know, kids and their parents.
0: Well, and I also think of it now is, you know, we we come into this new year each year. Mm -hmm. There's a big push right at the beginning of that new year. As we end one year, we're going into this new year, new vision, new hope, new dreams. And I felt like over the years, this period of time right here in this August, September, for us parents, us married folks, this this is our our second time of that year where it's like we've gone through, through the first part of the year. Mm-hmm. We've gone through this summer break and here it is again. Our kids are off. They're starting their new school year. And for us, it's also like that new beginning, that new start. What are we going to do right now mm-hmm. in our marriages to finish strong as we come to the end of this year?
1: Right. It's you know, it's January and then August, September. Mm-hmm. It's almost that that reset that like, okay, what have we been doing for the last eight, nine months? And what are we going to do to end the calendar year.
0: Well, and I even looked at in our bathroom, we have our vision card. So every year our church does vision Sunday. And, and I love this about our church because it's not about the church's vision for where they want to go, but it's those of us in the community. Mm-hmm. What's our vision? And we have that up on our mirror so we can see it and we can read it. And I will say, it's been up there. And you know what? When something's up, somewhere. You, you see it, but over time you forget about it, mm-hmm. right? You have that picture on the wall of your wedding day and yet you forget about that day until something sort of shifts in you and you go, maybe there was an argument. Maybe there was a tense situation and, and out of the corner of your eye, you see that picture and you're like, oh my gosh, that was us that day, that that start. Well, that vision card for some reason hit me today. Mm-hmm. I happened to just look over and I saw it and I, I saw the words written down there and the people we've been praying for. And one of them I actually saw yesterday. So it was really cool to, to see him and talk to him. But again, it's that time of year. It's that new start, that new beginning.
1: Because the reality is, is that the start of the school year isn't just for kids. Right. Like we've been talking about it. it is for all of us adults and and it's for those of us that are married It's for our marriages, too. It's that time that we can get into this. And and while, you know, the kids have all of the excitement, there's also some dread, mm-hmm. right, of, of summer coming, you know, of one season coming to a close. Like, I really like this season. I don't want it to change. And there's also a little nervousness. Mm-hmm about what is to come and I think a lot of that plays out in our marriage you know we were having a, a conversation with our teenage daughter the other day and you know we've been doing the new shoes the new hair the the all the school supplies she laid out all her school supplies the other day and was you know just thinking about packing or packing them up and she was having a conversation with one of her girlfriends and usually she's in a room you know and but this one she was doing like right at the top of our stairs and I could hear I could hear the excitement right and and You know, she might not admit it to us, but I did ask her. I'm like, are are you a little bit excited? Because she's been like, I don't want to wake up early and I don't want to. And, you know, the answer was yes. Mm -hmm. And there's so much of that because that we need to take a look at that we about being excited for what's to come about being excited for new things, because let's face it, summer is fun. Mm hmm right? It's the, the late nights, it's the barbecues, it's vacation. You don't have, the routine is not so structured. You don't have to worry about waking up the kids and getting them out the door. Great things like that. You know, you don't have to make lunches. I don't know if any of you do your kids' lunches. Um, I am always celebrating the last day that I can, you know, before summer break when I don't have to make a lunch anymore. I'm like, Oh,
0: well, and, and, and from my perspective, I think the kids can make their own lunch In all honesty. Alisa chooses to make their lunch.
1: It is true. It's a choice.
0: It's truly a choice because I remember having to make my lunch when I was a kid and Alisa chooses that.
1: And I will say, I know some of you are going to be like, Tony is absolutely right. It is. There are certain things and just as an aside,
0: And others others of you are going, Elisa's absolutely right. Whichever you choose. That's a dynamic that happens in marriage, right? And you pick your battles. That's not one I'm going to pick my battle on. If Elisa wants to make the kids' lunches, go for it. What I usually say when she gets in a little complaining mood, I I usually remind her. I'm like, Elisa, you choose to do this each morning. So do it with a smile on your face and don't complain to me about it. Mm -hmm. Because
1: that's your choice. Right. It is. And, you know, it's like with anything you know you just got to be reminded sometimes what you choose mm-hmm. it's all good it's all good but as we transition out of like the relaxed lazy days of summer mm-hmm. and heading into this back to school season y- there are dynamics that, that it's not just about the kids it's about husband and wife it's about the two of you because you're dealing with things like the extra traffic when you're trying to get to work you're dealing with all of the schedules Right, suddenly we've got sports and extracurriculars and lessons and staying late at school and having to coordinate all the carpools and homework. Good well, grief. at
0: one point, you know, for those, hey, you're, you're working and during the summer to work is no big deal, like, you just get up and you roll, it, it's, a, it's no big deal. You don't have to take a kid now when you're taking them. Do you have to get up earlier? Mm-hmm. Do they need to get up earlier so that they fit into your your schedule? What, what happens? What are those dynamics that go on? And even for us, our kids are starting school this week. And I had a meeting scheduled for first thing in the morning, the day after one of our kids started school and boom, it's not going to happen. You know, I had to reschedule that. It was a business meeting. And yet Elise was like, hey, Kids are gonna be back in school. I'm like, oh you have okay. to drive
1: someone to school that day.
0: Let me let me
1: let me change that. Because it's all of those schedules. It's being exhausted, not just the adults being exhausted, but the kids being exhausted because we're in this place and and feeling like with all of the back to school stuff that the two of you might not have that time to talk or connect in the same way that you do when it's summertime and, and the schedules are a little more fluid and you can be like, Oh and, and it was interesting because we asked the question on stories this week. What are the things that you find easier, right? Like those things I just listed were things that were struggles, you know, with the back to school season, but there were some things that you all found easier that I want to share because I think it's important to know what others in the one family Mm -hmm. are looking forward to in this season. A a lot of you mentioned time for coffee dates Mm -hmm. because the kids are in school from that eight to three or whatever it is. And so you're like, Oh, we can actually plan something during that time. The predictability of knowing what time your kids are going to go to bed. And if you have kids, like a lot of you, you shared with us that that whole like summer, late night, staying up late thing We've is real. There. We're there. It is nice to know that they're going to be in bed at a certain time and you're going to have that time together.
0: You I t- think the, on the other side of that though is the, the tough part of, especially younger kids, our kids are older, but when they were younger, you go in from this summer of like... Ah, do what you want, sleep on the couch, stay up till 10, 11, do it. And now it's like, no, 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 you need to be up at 7 a.m. Because we have to have you at school by, you know, 8, but we got to leave the house at 7.30 or what have you. So I find it when they're younger, it's even a little more difficult because they're still like, but... Just yesterday, you let me stay up till 10, and now school started. Now I got to go to bed at 7? How does that work?
1: I will tell you, your teenagers are having that conversation with me. So it's not just a little kid thing. Ah, okay. Right? Well, it's they're
0: not, not, having, a- not having that conversation with me. But it, I I think for us, though, it's we're not having to be in their bedroom with them reading a nighttime story, True. helping them wind down. I mean, our kids now at their age are able to self-sufficiently do that.
1: Yes, Yes, that is just a, a function of age of children. But it's also for a lot of couples, you know, as they come out of summer and head back into the school year, it's not having to pay for that additional child care. So there's mm-hmm. a financial ease with the kids being back in school. Yeah. There are, I can't tell you how many people actually use the phrase um, in response to this question, talking about afternoon delight.
0: mm. Yes.
1: And so for those... Afternoon sex. Afternoon sex. Yes. But the phrase, it, it came up repeatedly, afternoon delight. And I'm like, yay. We have all these couples in the one family who are like, you know what? We're going to have daytime sex. Yeah. And we're excited about it. So yay to all of you. There was one comment in there that I, I have to share because when you have teenagers, this is very real. Somebody said, um, one of the things that gets easier was the house staying clean and the fridge staying full.
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: Amen. Yeah. Right. When, when the teenagers are not around the house all day, those are things that actually happen and it's a beautiful thing. And mm. and yet the reason it's so important to hear not only what people are struggling with, with going back to school, but also what gets easier is because a lot of times we can get stuck in our own place of just thinking like the kids, oh man, you know, like I'm going to have to get up early and oh, I'm going to have homework. And it's like this whole little Eeyore voice of all of the negatives that are going to happen in a season. Mm-hmm. Right, and yet when you hear what people are actually looking forward to, you start to say, "Okay, wait a minute. Do I want to be the Eeyore? And, and lamenting the fact that you know summer is over and no more fun and all these kinds? Of, or can I? Can I as as an adult? Can I as part of our twosome?" go into the season? And we may, we're talking obviously about back to school, but this could be at any point in time when the two of you are, are entering a new season or there's a transition going on in your marriage. Can you choose to walk into this with excitement? Can you choose to say, hold on a second, why, why do we have to be negative Nelly? And full disclosure, I'm typically the downer in the relationship. Tony is always like, let's go do this. It's the start of the school year. It's going to be awesome. And I'm like homework and lunches and laundry and schedules. I just, I tend to be a little more negative. Mm -hmm. And that's why even for me, you guys, even for me, when you all came back with the things that get easier in your life with the start of the school year, you were encouraging to me. Mm -hmm. And I want to thank you for all of that because it actually just as an aside, I want you to realize the power that your positive words and your positive mindsets will have not only on us when we get to read the responses, but also on your community. So often we think we're doing marriage in isolation, just like you know, the kid that's going back to school and is all nervous about going back to school. And they're like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be like. Well, he's in a classroom of probably 20 to 30 other kids who have some degree of nervousness, but we think it's just us right we think our marriage or we think you know as a kid we think things are just happening to us the truth of the matter is is that when you all share and encourage one another when you encourage your kids when you encourage the other couples in your community when you say you know what we're doing this all together you actually have the power to shift a community and sometimes we forget that we have that power
0: yeah and i would even say even in your own home when we think about back to school and Elisa was talking and i and i loved like hearing that, um, the afternoon delight. And and the thing that came to my mind was, man, jump on a seven days of sex challenge. If there's like an area of your life where you're just like, Oh, should we try it? Should we not? What I'm nervous about what may happen? What may not? What a great time. Mm -hmm. I, I just kept, I just kept seeing that and just going, you know what? Step into that. Step into that. Do a seven days of sex challenge. It's actually funny because yesterday, Elisa and I were talking. Well, I was thinking, and then I began to talk, and then we began to talk together. But I was like, you know what? We should do like a 30-day sex challenge. Like, let's do that this year. Let's make that happen in our lives. Because we we did the 60-day 11 years ago now. We've done seven days, and we did one this year. So we've done that 10 years in a row. And I was like, what would that be? If we were going to go back to school in our own lives, what would that look like? So for you, maybe a seven days of sex challenge, you can check it out and pick up our best selling book, seven days of sex challenge at seven days or you may want to do more, but that may be that little, like when we're talking about your kids nervous and, and like going to bed early or taking advantage of these, these snippets of time, it may be one way you do
1: it. And I just want to say, since I'm usually the one that puts the brakes on things around Tony's big ideas, what I said was- Pump the brakes, pump the brakes. I pump the brakes. What I said was September is going to be really a challenge for us just because I knew how much travel and everything that we had in September. So instead of saying, no, I'm not up for that, I said, let's look at October. So I just want y'all to know I'm still growing, coming up with good (laughs) stuff. (laughs) <laughs> Did not completely pump the brakes. I just asked for a different month. Yeah, no, no, no,
0: and it and it made complete sense. So we're that's what we're planning.
1: Of course, I pick a month that has thirty-one days as opposed to thirty. But you know what? It's all good.
0: And it's also our anniversary month, so we'll be selling celebrating twenty-three years that month. So let's look at it more as a. 23-year celebration.
1: Oh, there you go. There you go. Well, we want to talk about other things that the two of you can do to create a rhythm in this back-to-school season and in this transition time. But first, we want to share about this week's sponsor, and that's the Position of the Month Club. And the Position of the Month Club is the number one community for couples who want deeper intimacy both in- and out of the bedroom. It's a community of folks who uplift and encourage one another, who are willing to be vulnerable and take off the Mm -hmm. masks in all areas of their marriage in order to strengthen their connection together and their relationship, and also to do so with other people that are excited about marriage. As one partner shared, I can't imagine losing the sense of love and community that we have in the club. It's amazing to be around couples who are so willing to invest in their marriage and have a heart for growth. The accountability that comes from being a summit partner keeps us going as well. It's amazing when you have that community. We were just on a call with them.
0: Our monthly chat. Our
1: monthly chat. And it's for the summit partners, as they get involved there, they are, they're a tribe. They're meeting each other all across the country. They're finding that they are not doing marriage by themselves. And that's really that at the heart of it is what the position of the month club is all about. But don't just take our word for it. Don't take the, their word for it. Find out for yourself how the Position of the Month Club can transform your marriage. Check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com because it's more than just a new position each month. It's the resources and the community that matter. So join now at positionofthemonthclub.com. You know, as we've been talking throughout this show, we've been talking about perspective and mindset, whether we're talking about the kids or we're talking about the adults. and And, you know, as we're moving into this place of new seasons and new new transitions. Some people get really excited and they love that. And other people, there's a a little bit of a hesitancy and a frustration. And we have to remember that we're all individuals and your marriage is an individual too. It's about finding the rhythm that works for the two of you,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: right? Some families, they lay out everybody's clothes the night before. So the kids just have to, you know, like jump into their clothes and go. Other kids, they're like, I'm just going to wake up and figure out what I want. Some kids, families make lunches or, and have all the backpacks packed and other kid, other families, it's like, just run out the door. Mm-hmm. What works for you? Don't, but what I want to say, and what I want to encourage you is don't go into the season without a plan, because as you're heading back to school with the kids, as you're doing all of this, stop and think for a moment, what would change in this fall season if you got intentional and you started looking at your time and and what you need to do to be successful Mm -hmm. before the school year started, right? Look at all the sports and extracurricular activities and figure out if everybody needs to be doing everything every day.
0: And do you need to be at every practice and every single little piece of it? And I will say that from a dad who has watched a ton of sports And there are times when I have come to realize that it's actually okay for my kids to go do their thing, like do your thing. I remember growing up and I played soccer for a little bit as a kid and it was fun. And I will tell you, I would walk to the park. I would practice three days a week. I would play on Saturday and I would come home. My parents didn't come to the games. I I didn't miss out. I had fun as a kid. I enjoyed the sport. And even as an adult now, Elise and I have come to realize that practices are practices, man. Our boy needs to be out there. He needs to do his thing. And we have found that that gives us time for us. Go on your coffee break. Mm -hmm. Go get some afternoon delight time. Go get a walk and talk in. So just just putting that out there is like, it's great. Let them go do that. But still make sure that you're connecting. Mm -hmm. Like, Unless you're the coach, I got it. You, you got to be at your kids' your kids' practices and the and the event. And we're we're at most games. I mean, I love the games, but the practices, do you really need to be at them? Something yeah. to think about.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the other thing, because like everybody needs to eat in your household, but I know that there's a lot of pressure to feel that, that Elisa you... feels this. No, I don't feel the pressure
0: for, for meals.
1: Oh, I feel the pressure to have a meal on the table, but I don't feel the pressure that it's always got to be a home cooked meal. From scratch.
0: No, 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 no. But you feel the pressure more from grocery shopping. Alisa gets so frustrated. This is this is an area that Alisa gets frustrated with is the actual just grocery shopping.
1: I like grocery shopping. My frustration, and this is not what the show is about, but I will share it with you. My frustration is that I will go to the grocery store, I will buy food, I will stock our refrigerator, I will stock our pantry, and then the teenagers that I live with that I gave birth to will say things (laughs) to me. I would hope you gave birth to. Well, not necessarily, but they will say things to me like, we have no food. When I went and asked them before I went to the grocery store, what is it that you want? And they're like, just get food. So I do just get food. And then I get that. We don't have any food. That, that's the frustration. It's just, it's a teenager food thing. But what I was going to say around this idea of plans, maybe you'll meal plan. Maybe you'll have one of the meal delivery services, or maybe you'll just decide, you know what? Fridays, we're not cooking. Friday's going to be family pizza night. And, and so you just take that one thing off your plate, but you get a plan around it. You know, mornings, let's face it, when we're going back to school, mornings need a plan. Don't just wing it on the mornings thing. How can you as a team make mornings easier? And yes, you know, so we go from morning to evening when everybody's tired and that you got the hangries going on and you got homework and you want to clean up the house. How do you still create time for connection? Right? We we have all of the, like, it's all going to happen, folks. It's all going to happen. You're going to have morning time. You're going to have evening time and you're going to, and you still want to have connection time. You're not the only one but i want to give you a little perspective since this is about back to school right teachers they are the unsung heroes of this time of year but they they get intentional about what they're going to teach our kids right they make lesson plans they spend time researching we've got friends who are teachers and they know that over the summer they're researching curriculum they're they're attending camps on writing and and you know different topics and things like that why because they want the next season for our children to be better. They want to enrich that. They have like I said they have their lesson plans for each week. They do conferences with parents and with the kids and with the, you know their staff to create that feedback loop. And it's the, the other thing that they do is they celebrate all the small victories. How many times does a kids paper come home with a little, you know, stamp smiley face or a sticker on it or your kid comes home and goes, "Oh my gosh, I got a pencil today because I was the first one to do, you know, XYZ." I wonder what would happen if we adopted that education mindset, that teacher mindset and brought it into our marriage. What happened if instead of lesson plans, we had things like the intimacy lifestyle, a plan for the sexual intimacy.
0: And I would say, if you're on it, this is a time when you double down on it. Like you make sure that you're initiating on one of your days. You make sure that you guys are sticking to what you guys agreed upon. And if there's something that begins to happen, then you need to discuss it. Mm-hmm. Make sure you go into your coffee break, sharing that, what's going on in this season, because it can be overload between the start of school, work schedules, activities that are going on, you know, camps that they may, because I know for, for our region anyways, is the eighth grade camp in the fall or the spring?
1: It's sixth grade camp. And, sixth grade. And depending, was, no, sixth grade camp.
0: Oh, okay. It
1: depends on what school you're at, where you go in the school year.
0: Okay. So there, there are camps that certain kids are going on, but there's just everything that begins to happen and it, it's really easy to just let the intimacy lifestyle just go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've experienced that ourselves. And that's why I was saying, maybe this is a time of year where you, you do stretch yourselves. Maybe that seven days of sex challenge is something that you do go into mm. because it is going to stretch you a little bit and you are going to be feeling a little uncomfortable. And And it's like, Whoa, wait a minute. You know, this isn't what happens this time of year. Well, maybe this year is the year that it does happen.
1: Well, and I'm glad you mentioned the coffee breaks too, because the coffee breaks are like a parent teacher conference, right? If I, if I could give you the educational equivalent, it's having that feedback loop. It's saying, this is working. This isn't working. We need to do a little bit more here. We need to try this. It, it's, it's taking what what we know works, right? It it works to get that feedback from the teacher about what's going on with your kid. Let's create feedback loops in our marriage. Get those. So many of you are looking forward to having the regular coffee breaks Mm -hmm. for those of you that that haven't built that into your marriage yet that this may be the year that you do that. And then I also want to encourage you in this season when there is a lot going on, when the schedules feel really overwhelmed to celebrate your small victories Mm -hmm. and they don't have to be small, celebrate your victories
0: just celebrate, celebrate your victories. And I would even add to that set up times that you know, you're going to get away Mm -hmm. those. If you can get away for an overnighter, even if it's a staycation at a hotel, you know, an hour away, you know, celebrate those and get those on your calendar. Because I know for us, those are what really keep us focused In the season, knowing that we're going to celebrate something. Mm -hmm. This year, just because of where our oldest is, being a junior, playing varsity football, our our fall is done. I mean, typically we try to get away for a long weekend during the fall, and we just— we are going to get to Kenosha, Wisconsin mm-hmm. at Journey Church for the one conference. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to check that out, go to one live events. We're going to be there September 21st. So We're
1: also getting away in November because we'll be at the Tahoe Couples Getaway.
0: Tahoe Couples Getaway. But we also have to work around all of those. And those are work things for us too. So it's not just a getaway chill. But we also planned a vacation over Christmas. So for me, that's what I'm looking at. That's where we celebrate the victories each month. And we keep looking at those areas in our marriage to go, We're going to get away for a week in December and just chill. Mm
1: -hmm. And the last thing I want to say, just tying this all into the whole uh, school focus is that, you know, our kids get homework every day, right? They, They do their reps in, you know, in math or in English or their spelling words. They're intentional every day about, about building that educational muscle, right? Building their brain power. I just want to throw it out there. What would happen if you were doing your marriage homework? every day. If you were saying, you know what? I know that it matters that I do this for my spouse. I know that it matters if I say this for my spouse. I know that it matters if I, if I encourage them in this way. Your marriage would grow the same way that you'll see your children's lives grow over this next year if you get intentional about doing these things.
0: Yeah. So as you head back to school... Your kids may already be back to school. They may be going back to school. For homeschoolers, you may be already in it. You may have started. For those of you who are year-round school, they may just be hanging out, or they may be going back in, whatever it is. Back to school time isn't just about back to school for your kids, but for you guys. So focus in on, on yourselves, focus in on your marriage. Take one of the suggestions we gave here today, and put it into practice. Make sure you're going after it, because you'd be surprised how much, when how intentional you can be in your marriage, and the outcome that will really show up. You know, a month, two months, three months later. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Into all of you going back to school and going through it, we're with you. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.